feel like a star, but only strictly where I'm famous. I'm in this for the longest haul, like we'll see where it takes us. I'm throwing back these double shots like whiskey here is weightless. Cause, cause this career I chose was even riskier than Vegas, yo. Welcome, and it's a special day and a special time for Kobe Rebel Live because we have a very special guest in the house today. And we are going to have the opportunity and the pleasure of speaking with one of the world's greatest mediums. And um, it's such an honor to have her on and to speak with us with her busy schedule and her teaching, mentoring, and her knowledge of spirit and connection and her work with Gordon Higginson has made her renowned and revered for her dedication to spirit. And so it is with great, great honor that I introduce our guest today, Mavis Patilla. Mavis. Hi, darling. How are you? I am wonderful. How are you doing? I'm wonderful, too. You look amazing, by the way. Thank you very much. You do, too. I love you. I always love your eye makeup. Thank you. Thank you. So um, we're going to talk today about your book, this amazing, amazing book here called Droplets of God. This is an incredible book. It must have been a great, great effort on your behalf. Um, so Suzanne Geisman wrote this book. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. And she, I mean, she's wrote a number of books. I mean, one, The Messages of Hope. I mean, it's a wonderful story. And she actually tries to get to the essence, not just to the mechanics of mediumship, but the, the spiritual message that's behind it. Yes. So I just love her. I love her. And she came over and stayed with Jean and I for a week. And by the time she went home, I was exhausted through talking too much about myself. Um, if I had just a little bit of a, a, a worry about it is I didn't want it to make me out to be the best medium or the most spiritual person because I'm like everybody else. We all make mistakes on this journey, don't we? Yes. You know, we all take left turns instead of right ones. And, uh, and she didn't. She's just kept it so clear and, and precisely to me, you know, so I was really pleased with that. And what I love about it, you know, what I, it, it's such an easy read, by the way. It hooks you in and you cannot put it down. Oh, so, she's a wonderful writer. Incredible. Um, but what I also love about it in reading through it and reading through your journey you know, you didn't just kind of come out of the womb being confident and ha uh, and understanding. Like you learned and you were nervous and you questioned. Um, and I know so many mediums have that same experience. So I thought that that was a wonderful uh, vulnerability that she brought out to kind of show that. And um, looking back, do, do you kind of look back and think to yourself, I should have done this sooner or this book should have come out earlier. Do you feel like this was the perfect time to tell this story? No, I don't think so, Colby. I don't think anything happens by happen chance. So I'm certain that the soul and the spirit world actually felt that it was time. 
uh, other than that it couldn't have come into being because it, it really was because I'd met Suzanne at, um, uh, at the Arthur Finley College and she called me the grandmother, would you believe? Okay. <laughs> now I'm not sure whether she'd call me great-grandmother. <laughs> called me her grandmother. And we struck up a, a mediumistic relationship and then we went over to America and then she came here and she stayed for a week and we took her to all the old haunts, the, the cotton mill, it's not a cotton mill anymore, but it was a cotton mill. So it was like walking down memory lane, really, for me. Um, and um, some of it pleasant, some of it not so pleasant. Uh, but that's life, isn't it? Yes. You know, strange, strange, you know, the older you go, the more you look back in hindsight. And really, you know, all these bends and twists and turns in the road are all part and parcel of the of the movement of the soul really towards the point when it can start to work and and i really do believe that you go through it all yes yeah it's it's um it is an interesting journey and i wonder you know now that you've had kind of a life experience do you walk away with regrets or do you just walk away with an understanding that it's exactly how it was supposed to be um, I look back and, and I feel that possibly I could have treated some people differently and I possibly could have been kinder on the journey. So, no, I can't completely say that I don't look back in and think to myself, goodness gracious me, why did I do that? You know, why did I lose my way? Because, uh, you know, you lose your way. Life comes in and, and turns you upside down and inside out. So, yes, I still have that, that that I'm carrying. But as for the mediumship, I feel that that I was in the right place at the right time for everything that happened. Yes. You know, for me to meet Gordon, for me to find this wonderful, wonderful lady who helped me to speak and gave me confidence when I didn't have the confidence um, to actually working in the churches and getting the depth and the breadth of spirituality um, uh, you know, uh, and the philosophy. So I had all that. So I feel as if I was very, very fortunate. Um, and, you know, I went to the church. I, I came up in the School of Hard Knocks. I really did because uh, there were so many people in those days that, you know, they'd got one foot in the grave and one foot, in, you know, here. And they just didn't like me at all because I was too young, doing it too soon. Yeah. And I wonder how often you've heard that, Colby. It's too soon. You shouldn't yeah. be doing it just yet. Okay, well, I had that said to me many times. Okay. So, you know, I look back and I think, well, without all that, um, without the insights that, you know, the droplets of God, as, a, as I say, that just came to me, some profound statements that were made and so simply given, like the sparrow and uh, like the time I was with Mika-san and, he said, if I should ever harm, I should harm anybody, walk with me. There were so many droplets that came. And thankfully, I've got to say, I listened. I listened. Yeah. And if there is any teaching that I feel we, we should really get a grip on is learning to listen. Not to ask, but to listen. Because sometimes it's the, when you ask, it's not what they've got in their mind to teach you. Uh, and sometimes the soul 
wants to speak. And, and we're so busy up here wanting to be this and do that and be right uh, that we lose our way. Yes, yes. But through your teaching, you know, it, it, you, you obviously have been teaching for so many years. Um, when it's your time to transition, right? What do you feel like if you had one thing, one principle about spirituality that you could leave? What, what, what's the one thing that you would want to make sure everybody knows about the spirit, spirituality? What's that one thing that you wish, like you say, if I could get one thing across, this, this is my one thing? The communion of spirit and the ministry of angels. That's the one thing. I'm trying to get people to recognize that we've angels living here. That they're not always highly evolved souls that, you know, are so far beyond us that they're, they're almost gods. But that you have ordinary human beings living here that do such a great deal of wonderful work. And, and they go unrecognized. I mean, we have some wonderful, wonderful mediums that really, if, you, if we could celebrate them, but sometimes they do the most good because they're in the background and they're helping people with healing and counseling and talking to them. So I'll, I'd like to leave behind the communion of spirits. Us, us talking together is a communion of spirit and the ministry of angels, us, un, us ministering onto each other and helping one another instead of backbiting and you know, wanting to be one-upmanship or anything like that. But just if we could just live in harmony and in peace together. Uh, and I feel that, that that principle really, I'd like to feel I was leaving behind. Yes, I love that. That's really, a, it's beautiful and it's, it is so true, right? It's so true mm -hmm. to kind of um, want to, you know, bring people together and to celebrate, to celebrate also the individuality, I think mm -hmm. of, of people, mediums, and mm -hmm. what each person has to offer, you know? Mm -hmm. So. The first one that jumped into my mind when you asked me that question was personal responsibility. But I felt, fall down so often with that one because I don't do everything I could do, so I thought I'd better not. <laughs> I'd go for the one that, you know, actually says there is movement, movement always for growth. If only we will serve each other, you know, and it's, it is, you know, it's a service, isn't it? The service to humanity the service to the individual, the service to the planet. That's really why we're here, is to be in service. Uh, and, and that's a hard one sometimes. Yes. Um, it's a hard one. And unfortunately, when you start with your mediumship, I don't know how many people are like me, but when I first uh, had this ability to be able to, uh, to work with the world of the spirit, I think they actually became God, really, you know. So I didn't do anything. What shall I wear today? And what shall I, where shall I go? And what shall I do? And should I accept that offer? It was so much that I was actually foregoing my personal responsibility and putting it on the shoulders of the spirit world. And learning not to do that's a tough one because, uh, you know, we know that the spirit world are there. We know that they're there and they'll guide us and they'll help us. But at times we have to have that personal responsibility where we help ourselves. Yes. Uh, so that would be the second principle. 
uh, that I liked. Um, uh, and, and I can't say I succeed every time, Colby, I don't. Yeah, I think I, I love, um, you know, Mavis, I love that you mentioned that because I know on my, my own journey, there are times that I look back and I say, gosh, I, I could have done this different and I could have been more patient or kinder myself. So, and it's hard because you can't keep beating yourself up, right? You just have to mm -hmm. learn from it and grow from it. But I do appreciate you bringing forward that human side because there is a there's a human side. <laughs> you can't get rid of it. I think we are two in one. We are the human side and the soul side. Yes. And these two have to be able to settle down together. And there's the difficulty, of course, because you know, um, uh, your soul will tell you to do one thing or to be quiet. Uh, but you're in a rush, so you've got to rush. So the conscious mind says, no, I'm not going to wait. And you rush on. <laughs> and then you think, oh, my God, well, why did I do that? Yeah, and, yeah. and I'm still doing that 50 years on. So there's no hope for anybody, really. Okay. <laughs> um, but try to, to have laughter in your life so that you can laugh at yourself. You know, that you can think, yes, I, I can let that go. And I can move on. Um, I, and I will grow. Um, but if we're so serious and we're so dour all the time, then uh, then everything we do becomes a burden instead of a joy. Yes. Yes. And it's learning to celebrate the joy of mediumship, but the joy of life, isn't it? Yes. And if you um, through all of your work and your your practice, what what do you do? You have a favorite thing you enjoy the most? Is it platform? Is it teaching? Is it just quiet meditation, what would be your favorite? <laughs> um, I think my favorite is when I watch a student who has struggled and then suddenly there's that light comes on in their eyes and you know that they've understood it and they're going to go for it. And it just opens your heart up and you just want to go, yes. <laughs> you know, and I think that that's the most greatest pleasure that you can get. And of course, the mediumship when you're giving some information to, to someone who is bereaved. But when the spirit will say after you finish, thank you so much. Thank you so much. You said exactly what I wanted you to say. Um, I think that there's so many things, isn't there, that you can't label just one. I right. couldn't label just one. But I think the joy uh, for me is um, bringing that feeling to someone who's grieving just for a brief while that that relative is with them. Yes. But then the spirit world after you finish work and they say, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. And you think, oh, I can never do another contact. I did <laughs> what was necessary. And I think that's lovely. So yes. I love the teaching side because I love to see people blossom. And then I love the demonstrating. Yes. I love being on the platform. I, I, you know, when I started off with this, I, I'm sure I had a nervous breakdown. I'm sure I did because it was, it was so traumatic to do it. <laughs> uh, but now, of course, I, I'm, I'm, I just love that feeling of getting the whole room into that oneness of communication when, when the whole room comes together, not just us, but everyone pulling for each other. Um, I just love that side of it. Um, and I do love the teaching, 
if there's a worry about the teaching, then it's so difficult, isn't it, sometimes? Because you want to help people, but if you're not careful, it might look as if you're criticizing them. Yes, I know, yes. You no, know, you, you learning to be that, have that diplomacy where, you know, you're not putting someone down, where you, you genuinely giving your opinion to encourage them to go on, not to upset them or feel they should give up, you know. Um, and who are we to say who's a good medium and a poor medium? We've no right. We've only got an opinion of what we see on that, in that brief moment when they're in contact with the spirit world. So um, you have to be so honest. Yes. And yet it should be tempered with love. Yes. And I feel that that's something that I hope I leave behind for teachers that are yet to come, that yes, be honest, but temper it with loving, because loving kindness will help them grow. Criticism never has, and it never will. Yes. Um, you know, so that's how I, what I like about the teaching side of it. Oh, good. And it, it is, um, you know, you do these programs of mentoring and helping students. So I know that they love to kind of be with you because, you know, they do and they kind of want to make you proud. <laughs> and that's a good thing, right? I mean, it is because it's showing that they're, they're caring and compassionate um, about serving spirit in the best light, in the best way possible. Mm. So. And I think that I like the word you've used, be proud. I think we can be proud that the task that God assigned us was to be mediums. Yeah. And if we can be proud in that, we won't become egotistical. We will just rise and feel that we are doing what we should be doing. Yeah. Um, and I love it. And, and, you know, I love having students that, I've had students that are still with me after 10 years. And I just love seeing them turn from a fledgling into a, a fly, you know, and they're flying now and they're doing what they should be doing. And I had a little tiny spark of help in that. Well, I've got to include Jean in that, of course, because oh, yes. she does an awful lot of work in the mentorship when, uh, when we're working together. Um, to see them becoming professionals and to see them losing that nervousness yeah. and, and slowly standing in, in their own spiritual life. I just love it. I just love it. Mm. I think one of the things that I... I um... I think it's so incredible that I've been seeing you do more and more, probably because of Jean. <laughs> <laughs> probably because of Jean. But I've been seeing you, uh, you know, obviously we have this book, but, we, you know, you also are doing videos and things like that so that you're leaving, uh, you're leaving knowledge for us to have above and beyond what will be left in the physical, right? So Absolutely. anyone anyone who you know 10 years from now 20 years from now people are going to be able to access these teachings and this knowledge and these downloads from spirit and i think that that's you know that's one of the things that you said i mean that's part of the communal as well is continually giving above and beyond when we're still teaching or being here uh-huh well don't kill me off too quick because i still like traveling yeah, you've got um, a lot of going. Um, and, of course, only the good die young, Colby. I'll be living till I'm an old lady. All right. Well, that's, um, that's why my grandmama's 
<laughs> well, I, I can't catch up to her too quickly. Um, no. But, but, but I, what I like is, it, you know, it's lifelong learning, mediumship. No, we have no fully professional mediums that know everything. We're still actually gleaning the harvest of knowledge and truth from the spirit world. So when I'm in the world of the spirit, I'm hoping in 20, 50 years after I've gone, they'll say, well, maybe Spatilla believed this, but now we know, because I hope that people still keep on investigating the, the world of the spirit and the interaction between the two worlds so that, you know, we're taking, we're taking the, if you like, the roots, the core of it, but we're allowing the branches to continue to flourish. Whereas I, I'd hate it if it got into a situation where it was condensed and, you know, you've got to do it this way. And if you don't do it this way, you're doing it wrong. I'd hate that to happen. All right. Because the one thing about mediums, they have to be free. They have to be free because their soul has to be free. And if it soars, then the spirit world is going to talk to them and explain different things to them. So, uh, you know, when I first got Worlds Within Worlds, and that's a, a, a lecture that I do about the spirit world and, and how we progress through worlds, um, nobody but nobody did it, you know. And, uh, and when I talked to Gordon, who was, of course, the colossus of mediumship and a good friend of mine, um, uh, you know, he said to me, oh, what are you, what's all this about the Mavis? What's all this about? What are you, talk what are you teaching now? So I told him, and he, and he said, hmm, all right. And off he trotted. And it was years and years later before I found this, this talk, uh, you know, uh, had actually been produced before, you know. So sometimes the world of the spirit is going to give you, Colby, uh, some profound insights, these droplets that come in where you think, hmm, I'll have to think about that because that may be something that they're trying to teach me that I then can teach others. And I don't believe we can stop that. I don't, I don't think that it would be right. Yeah. I don't think it would be right. Because then we'd get a dictatorial, uh, um, we'd go, all get tied up in politics again. And, oh, horrible thing. Yeah. We're far better to be free. I love that. And it, it is true because I think um, when each person connects to spirit, then they're going to have something to offer, right? They're going to have that droplet to offer others. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I even had um, this um, one of my students. Sometimes, you know, we we learn from we learn from one another, don't we? Absolutely. And, um, I lost something that was so personal to me. Like it was some jewelry that I gotten on my Australian and New Zealand trip. So it was so special, and it gone missing. And I was so upset about it. And one of the students kept saying, but, you know, I did this and show gratitude and it came back. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm having a hard time showing gratitude. But I listened. I listened and I, I found ways to have these nuggets of gratitude. And it's just this crazy story. But the jewelry is coming back. It should be here any day. And, mm. and I think that that was such a valuable lesson that. We don't know more than somebody else. We may have some more experience here and there, but we don't know. I mean, these these unbelievable droplets can come to anyone and, and they have that beautiful gift to share them with us. 
absolutely. And you know, I, I, I would follow completely what you're saying that because you're going forward all the time, sometimes you forget those profound things you learned when you started off. And students quite often will just prick your, prick your thinking and you'll think, oh yeah, now I know about that. Now I must go back and find out, I've forgotten. You know, so yes, I do believe we learn a lot from our students. And are we our students? I, I don't know. I, I think that we're, we're all in this together, aren't we? We're all in it together. And uh, yes, you have to have perhaps a spokesperson, uh, but then we all have to come together. Yes. You know, that's what I believe. Uh, and what I love about it is that I love the community of the spirit here. I don't want to go to the spirit world um, and certainly don't want to leave Jean and my children. But the one thing I, I, I'm looking, looking at is I hope I have the same community of spirit over there that I've got here. Yes. You no, know, with people. Like, for instance, when I'm not very well and, you know, somebody somewhere in the world is sending me a healing prayer because every moment of every day somebody's sending healing from all the four corners of the world. And that is what we're about. You know, I just love it. I just love it. Um, Claire Ann Mayweather, you know her, Claire Ann Merriweather, right? Yeah. Yes. She has a question. She posted it. So I told her I would ask you. Um, she wants to know, how is the best way to deepen your connection with spirit? You know, is that through trance or uh, sitting in the power? What what would your recommendation be? Um, well, hi, Claire. Uh, very nice question, isn't it? Deepening the power. First of all, the faith and the belief in yourself. I think that's the first hurdle that every medium's got to get over. We trust the spirit world, but we don't trust ourselves. Yet the power originates from within us. So therefore, if we want to deepen the power, it means that we can't stand outside ourselves and make judgments as we're working. The other thing you can't afford to do if you want to deepen the, uh, the, the evidence is you can't afford to take a shopping list with you. You have to let the spirit world make the choices as to what kind of evidence they want to bring. Um, and practice really. You know, the more opportunity you can get to practice, then practice. Don't be afraid to do an expert, even if you're a professional. Don't be afraid to practice and do experimental readings so that you can get used to the clairs and how they're working and which is your weakest one and which is your strongest one. And, you know, you have to have three clairs running together for a contact. So to get the three clairs running together, you have to understand how to promote one. So say, for instance, you've got clairvoyance running and it's absolutely fine. There is a story behind what you're seeing that the spirit world can give you. So it's like you can have a commentary. So as you're seeing, you can either have the claircognizance that tells you what's going on, or you can have clairaudience. But you can have that commentary starting Whereas quite often what people do is they center their thought on one clair. Yeah. So in doing that, they miss the commentary. Yeah. And there's your depth of evidence. 
the other thing which is um i think i'm a little bit of a rebel i'm not too sure a rebel too so that's good <laughs> two of us um the other thing i like is and i know i'm a bit of a rebel with this take no notice of the nose don't go back and try and sort it out but if you get a yes take very good notice and then go on with the yes so if you get if you've got someone who's talking about a ring set for instance like you lost your ring so say we've got a lady in the spirit world that uh, whose ring it was okay and you've lost it uh, for her to be able to come forward and say um i know i left her the ring i promise she could have it and i gave it to her before I, I passed the spirit world you go yes okay i don't want to move then away from that ring i want to stay with it because I, I want to know if this lady wants to tell you where it is. Yeah. <laughs> you see what I mean? Rather than if you get a yes, what you see is people jump. So if I get a yes on the ring, then give me something different. Yeah. You want to stay with it till it's told its story. Yeah. So for me, that's how you deepen the evidence. Yes. Yeah. And you can see that, you know, when you hit something that is so special to the recipient because mm -hmm. you can feel it and see it and you do you want to marinate in that a bit because that's what's bringing that spirit to them so much closer in that moment as well absolutely and of course what we've got to remember what people forget mediums in particular forget is that when you're working you're going so fast aren't you yeah. so you're expecting the recipient uh who actually would answer you as fast. And yet you could be going back 17 years in their life. How are they supposed to recall a dog that had a flop year? Okay. Uh, but it's what you've been given. And, and then, you know, well, I don't know about a dog with a flop year. Uh, and then we said, well, let me go back. Don't go back. Let the, Carry on with the story. Yeah. Because there could be another trigger point that you can be given that then, like, um, and it was called Spot because it had a white spot on it. Oh, I know you're talking about now. I know which dog you're talking about. So sometimes, you know, you can clarify the evidence by going forward, not always by going back. Yeah, I, th I think sometimes you just, you know, you get in your head, you hear a no, you get worried, I got to fix it. <laughs> so. Well, we've been taught since we were so, such small children that we have to do everything right. Yeah. We get it at home, we get it at school, we get it with our, our friends, we get it in our workplace. So it's very difficult really, because, you know, we want to be right. We want to be right for, for, for the spirit world, but we really want to be right for ourselves as well. <laughs> have you been there, been there, done that, worn the t-shirt, okay? And I know that it's a waste of time, okay? You just have to be right with the spirit. So with uh, with your path now, you, you do you have any travel coming up to the States again? I know you were just in Florida. I think it was March or April, right? Yeah. So are you coming back to the States here anytime soon? Um, we're not sure. We're, we're, we're just having to... Um, uh, Hold, hold on. We are going to a lady called Amy, um, and she's in Minnesota, and we will be doing our mentorship again, of course, but we're going to Amy in Minnesota, 
Um, I'm hoping that I get a holiday in Colorado because I've got a wonderful um, friend there and I want to go to see John Denver's garden. And we're going to New Jersey and Boston and Lilydale. And of course, I've got a great love for Lilydale. Um, you know, and possibly visit Casadega again because I visited Casadega last time I was there. Um, so, you know, it's just really letting things evolve. I wouldn't be working at Casadega, but just going just to see. And I think what I love about it is there's so many different places to go. So many different places to go. Uh, so, yes, we are coming back. Um, uh, and, and really, we will enjoy it. And I think it's about August time when we're coming. Oh, good. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to be in Minnesota in November. <laughs> no, no. She does tell me about the snow, but she likes skiing, so it suits her. But I, I really love her, and, and she lives up in the hills. And uh, I, you know, it's like a, it's a house to me. It's a log cabiny kind of a house. So I'm looking forward to it. Oh, that sounds wonderful and beautiful. And uh, so. Obviously, you spend so much of your time serving spirit in so many ways. But what about some fun stuff like outside of spirit? What do you do for Mavis Fun and Jean Fun? <laughs> oh, we do lots of different things, really. Uh, we love gardening. We love our home, of course, because um, uh, it's amazing. The more you're away from it, the more you love it when you get back. Um, we love the theatre, so we like musicals, uh, so we go to a lot of musicals, so we go down to London sometimes, but we have good theatres here, in, uh, not far from us, so yes, I love the musicals, um, uh, doing anything uh, um, robust, no, not very much, unless you're calling pottering around the garden robust, <laughs> uh, but other than that, just enjoying our families really. My family lives at the other end of, the, of, of England, so we go down and visit them. Jean's family are just around the corner, so family time time's important too. Yeah, so we do a little bit yeah. of everything, really. Yes, and I think uh, I love gardening myself, and it's so calming, isn't it? I, I don't. There's such a connection with gardening and spirit. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, that's why I like God of the Granite because, you know, every, every, I remember many, many years ago when I was traveling with Gordon and he was talking about even a blade of grass has its place in the spirit world. And I thought, how can a blade of grass have a place in the spirit world? And, you know, it was, I could not comprehend that a leaf on a tree or a blade of grass or a flower I'd actually got any spirituality with it at all. So it took me, you know, it took me back really to start to think, well, yes, everything that lives and moves has its being through spirit, yeah. through the God source. So it was, um, uh, you know, um, uh, so that was very important to me, okay, to get to that point. And I think changing our thinking is different, isn't it? You know, just changing your thinking. I wonder how often in your lifetime you've had to perhaps have thought, well, I believe this, but now I believe that, okay? Um, because it's so different. It's yeah. so different. And yeah. changing your, your perception or your beliefs um, was really difficult. 
okay? Um, I, Jean's just written me a little note to say, do you know God of the Granite? It's a hymn in the hymn book, but you can find it on uh, on Google, is that right, Gina? Okay, you can find it. It's a, a wonderful, and it's talking about everything belonging to God. You oh, know, yeah. even the blade of grass, and, and it's just absolutely beautiful, absolutely beautiful, and I love it. So, um, uh, Jean's just told me to recite it, which I'm not going to do, okay? <laughs> Christmas, all right, okay. But you it is- my heart? Pardon? You know it by heart? I do. I do. You don't want to recite it for us? Oh, I'll do it if you like. Okay. But it, oh, I'm, I'm sure we like. <laughs> okay. Just let me get myself into that space. Because God of the granite and the rose, soul of the sparrow and the bee, the mighty tide of being flows, through countless channels, Lord, from thee. It leaps to life in grass and flower, through every grade of being runs, till from creation's radiant towers, its glory flames in stars and suns. O ye who sit and gaze on life with folded hands and fettered will, who only see amid the strife the dark supremacy of ill, know that like birds and streams and flowers, the life that moves you is divine. Nor time, nor space, nor human powers, your godlike spirit can confine. Thus round and round the circle runs, a mighty sea without a shore, while men and angels stars and suns unite to praise God evermore. So I know it all the way through. <laughs> That's beautiful. That the one beautiful. that was so important to me was that, oh, ye who sit and gaze on life, I used to think, because I'd be really down, you know, in the dumps because I'd done a bad day, mom. My private sittings hadn't gone well, well, or Gordon had given me a funny look. And I'd think about that one and I'd think, oh my God, that's me. So I'd have to boost myself up. So as I boosted myself up, I'd say God of the Granite. But I do find that poetry, uh, very close to philosophy. So I love poetry and philosophy. Yeah. And some of our wonderful, wonderful songs, whether they be uh, modern or whether they be hymns or old songs, they always seem to tell a story that touches you. And, and I think that that's important, that we're all touched by words because that's the clearest communication we've got. Yes, yes. And that, I, I do appreciate you reciting that for us. Thank you, Jean. <laughs> I will pick a shin later on, but I can't reach at the moment. Okay, <laughs> lovely. It's so nice to be here. And, and, you know, I was just thinking about you and your demonstrations and you talked about me doing all, everything that I do. Uh, and that's wonderful. I'm not sure who promotes you, but let me tell you what I feel. I feel about you, Colby, is that, that what you're doing, you're doing it from your heart and you're doing it from your soul. And I know that wherever you go, you'll leave a droplet of God somewhere. 
And I know that that droplet will start to expand and expand and expand. Now, I'm not giving you a message or anything silly like that. I'm telling you what you are, uh, not what you're going to be, but what you're doing now. And sometimes, you know, it doesn't do us any harm for somebody to say, well done there, girl. Um, so I just like to return that and say, well, well done, Colby. You know, because you also are touching hundreds of people with this, um, what do you call this, Jean? Radio. radio. With the radio, okay. Um, uh, you know, you're touching people. You're working hard, you're demonstrating. You also take people with you so that they can demonstrate alongside you, which of course is very, very important that we do allow, if you like, our, our, our young ones to hone their craft by being with us. And I know that that's what you do also, as well as your teaching. So I really feel that when you were giving me that list, to a degree, you could have been talking about yourself, apart from the fact that you're nowhere near my age, of course, all right. So we have to just take that back a little, okay? And you're a tremendous and generous support to other mediums, um, giving them the opportunity to, uh, uh, to advertise themselves and to talk about what they love. Um, for me, you see, that's so important because that's the generous spirit. So uh, I just felt as if I wanted to say that because sometimes you do things, I don't know if you, you sometimes feel that, um, I don't, I, you know, there must be something new starting to happen for you and you're not sure. And I'm going to say, you know, girl, go for it. Okay, because whatever it is, you'll always have somebody there to build you up and boost you, but you'll always have somebody there that wants to prick your bubble. All right, don't let them do it. Okay. Thank All right. You know, I, I really, that. thank you so much. I, it means the world to me. So thank oh, you. Oh, you're more than welcome. And um, we, we've only got a minute or two left, if you can believe it. It flies by, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> and what I love about it is it's like we're just chatting. Yeah. You know, it's chatting, and I hope everybody who's listening will, will feel that they were part of the chatter, okay? Oh, I, I do believe so. And I, I do want to say, so, you know, I know you still talk to Gordon in spirit, um, and I know, I'm, I'm sure he just looks at you with such a smile and a nod, um, but I'm kind of curious if, if there's one thing, like, if he were in the physical, what's one thing you'd like to say or do with him? Um, probably take more care of yourself because obviously he didn't, okay. Um, obviously he didn't take care of himself at all. We, we've no knowledge of him going to hospital for, um, with his angina attacks. Uh, we've no knowledge of that. So, you know, taking a little bit more care of himself would be a good one. Secondly, the second thing I, I would say is um, uh, let's go and, and paddle in the sea because, you know, he just loved being Gordon. You yeah. know, you know, he just loved it. Mediumistically, it would be such a privilege to be on platform again with him, yeah. you know, and um, uh, he was a generous medium. He was generous in it. He gave you his power while you were working. Uh, and 
and the dance and the love and the joy of what he was doing. I'd just like to, to him, for him to be here to, so we could feel that sharing together um, because it was so important. It was so important to me and I miss him. I'm lucky because sometimes I'll see him objectively. So sometimes they'll be, you know, we were away somewhere working and I had no idea. And I turned around and he's just stood there. Oh, and another time I was at the hospital having some x-rays done and um, I said, hey, what are you doing here? And I saw him ob objectively in the waiting room and he said, well, he said, that if they'd have had this equipment when I was on the earth, he said, I probably would have stayed a bit longer. <laughs> you know, so, uh, so ordinary, everyday um, conversations with him. Now, he's not my guide and he's not my inspirer. He doesn't belong to me. Um, more often than not, I'll see him when I'm doing some tutoring and, and he'll stand behind a medium. Um, and I know he's got his eye on that on that student. I just know he has. And I know he'll be there for them. And um, I'd love to just be in an, on another car journey with him because we travelled the length and breadth of England and I just loved it. For anybody who doesn't know, he, you know, we call him the Colossus of Mediumship, the, the greatest uh, medium of our day. And that is absolutely true. But he was a nice man. And he was a lovely soul. And that is so important. And we don't talk about that side of him, but he was generous of spirit. He was generous in his knowledge and his care. Uh, what a lovely man. Yes. Nice when he pops in. Uh, yeah. me, I could have him popping in every day, but he doesn't. Okay. Oh, I love that. And thank you uh, for sharing it. And uh, for anyone, we know the Droplets of God. I know it's on Amazon. And uh, it's, it's a fan, we just can't thank Suzanne enough for writing this book. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Suzanne is one of the best writers at, at this, uh, to talk about spirit and spiritual, uh, spiritual matters and mediumship, of course, and, uh, you know, and how she's grown. Yeah. But she has this depth of being able to know what you're trying to say. Yeah. And she's a wonderful person to be in her company. She's just a nice person. And I, I just want to, you know, thank you and Jean. I just, uh, you know, obviously, you know how much I love you guys. <laughs> so I, I just do. And I'm so grateful. I'm just, um, I'm just so grateful for everything. I'm, I'm grateful to listen to you. I'm grateful for you teaching. You, you know, you teach, not just when you're teaching, you teach through example. And I just, I, I want to just thank you for that and thank Jean for that. She does that as well. And I, I just love the both of you so much and, um, and, and thank you. I, you know, I know it's like dinner time for you. <laughs> so uh, thank you so much for being here today and for sharing your philosophy and your thoughts and, and a bit of you. Cause each time I, I'll tell you, you yourself are a droplet of God. So uh. thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's, it's all that. I just love it. I just love working with you. And I love working with you in this manner because it's so laid back and ordinary. Okay. And thank God you don't try and make me into something I'm not. All right. <laughs> we can do okay. So love to your nan. All thank right. Wish her well from Jean and I. I and we hope to talk with you very, very soon. 
thank you guys. Thank you both and, and have a beautiful evening. Thank you. Well, good night. God bless. Good night. Bye-bye. Star, but only strictly where I'm famous. I'm in this foot along this hall, like we'll see where it takes us. I'm throwing back these double shots like whiskey here is weightless. Cause, cause this career I chose was even riskier than Vegas.